Previously, on Realms of Nerds, The Return of Ornon. The Mind Flayer is going to remove the top of your head and extract your brain and devour it. And Ramash is dead. Yes. Open him up, open See him up. gonna fucking gut this guy. You find Ramash's brain. You put it all together, put the top of his head back on, smack him with this healing touch, and Ramash opens his eyes. He has... No memories before that point. Who are you? Who am I? Look, your name is Ramosh, alright? When you have found the city of the enemy, you take this stone and smash it on the ground. It will send off a signal that will allow me to locate you and make a portal that goes directly to your location. You guys had just started uh, making camp. Ramash had his brain removed and reinserted. Uh, <laughs> Can we say ceremoniously removed and unceremoniously put back together? <laughs> I wouldn't say it was really all ceremonious. And all the king's men put Ramash's brain back together again. And they done fucked up. I wouldn't say it was ceremonious. More like a He kind of got the top of his head unscrewed like a Pringles can and pseudo surgery. But you're still kicking, buddy. Or did I tell you your name is actually Jargon? I don't believe you. Jargon McPickleButt. No, no, Ramosh is your middle name, but I mean, like, your real name is Jargon. I'd say it's a little late for that. Didn't we kind of go over his name? Well, well, yeah, but I mean, like... Not to contribute to the confusion, but his name is Semantics. (laughs) Yeah, Jargon Semantics Ramosh. (laughs) Duh. Ramosh doesn't know who to believe. Because <laughs> they're all being Who stupid. is this Ramosh? Ramosh. Ramosh. <laughs> Anyways. Can't even say it right because I don't... You know I'm talking OC, OOC, right? Yes. Anyways, so uh, you guys have now made camp. Uh, I think you guys decided at the end of our last session that after that stressful situation, you wanted to rest up a bit. Mm-hmm. So yeah, We were about to light a fire, but then we didn't. <laughs> Because there's explosive gas in these tunnels, apparently. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't we have those little lantern head helmets or whatever? Yes. We do. So, are you guys taking a long rest then, I take it? That would be for Mundo Sir. So, you're camping out. You're in... uh, The area you're in, there is uh, some ruins, and um, it looks to be sort of like a... Something of an archway and a guard tower, and then... Uh, a side tunnel going off deeper away from this big cavern you've been in before. You say there's a side tunnel. Does that mean this uh, tower and archway are near a wall of sorts? Yeah, sort of. They're probably 20 or 30 feet away from the edge of the wall of the cavern. All right, then. Apparently we're camped out inside this watchtower, right? Or no? (laughs) No, we kind of walked out of it. Oh, yeah, we said... said Yeah. Ramash learned and then unlearned that going in there was a bad idea. 
And that's when Ramash knew he fucked up. up. He doesn't know Actually, he fucked he up didn't anymore. Know. So are we just waking up from a long rest? Yeah. Oh, Josh, me. Probably not the best idea for somebody who rest. just had his brain put back in. He could have slipped into a coma. Just saying. That's true. That's terrifying. Don't say that. <laughs> so, good morning, everyone. We're in such a lovely place, and I feel fantastic. I think that we have a uh, a difference of opinion on what uh, lovely means. Oh, I see you have looked in the mirror recently. Do you want to end up looking at Because I can do that. Ah, uh, the sound of your voices has interrupted my morning meditation. Yeah, well, you don't really sleep, buddy, so I'm sure you feel great. Just like me. I have recovered, yes. Miraculously, it's like it only takes about eight hours for me to feel better again. And uh, Speedball's gonna gonna walk over and whisper in Mikhail's ear, Hey, hey buddy, I got some nice herb here if you wanna feel a little bit better. Ah, uh, it should make a nice poultice. So, so is that a, is that a no? So he accepts, but then immediately starts to mash it into a paste. Uh, Mikhail! That is, that is a small fraction of my fortune that I have, but please. And fuck you and everything you stand for. What, where, why am I looking at the sky? Um. Hello? Hey, buddy. Uh, uh, Josh is going to roll over. Why am I on the ground, on my side, and in such pain? Uh, you got your ass beat by Brunhilde. Nobody. What? No, that never, I don't know what you're talking about. You must have amnesia. You want to talk about amnesia? No, I don't want to don't talk even, about Don't even Shut start up, with me. dragon face. You know, I don't remember anything, but I get the feeling I don't Wait, like what? you. What do you mean uh, you don't remember anything? Uh, hey, I mean what I say. Big, uh, big guy, um, or I should say little guy, but you're slightly bigger than me. Um, Ramosh here Yeah, got... especially where it counts. Yeah, Let's compare numbers sometime. All right. So, Ramosh here, um... He he got his he got his head screwed off by a by a mind flayer. Wait, live figuratively? Oh no! And Sibo's uh, gonna like go and point out this giant <laughs> scar, just literally wrapping all the way Holy around. Holy fuck! What did I miss? And why is everything way cooler than when I was last awake? That's um, an excellent question. I guess life is just more so wait, wait, interesting. Wait, wait, wait. Joshua's gonna like grab Sibo and like run five feet to the side and whisper so he doesn't remember anything. Anything at all? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh! <laughs> yes! I see a lot of, um... Oh, oh, okay. Joshua, Joshua's going gonna literally go back to Ramash. <laughs> yes, you may not remember me, but I am your royal highness, sir. That's how I'm addressed. Take also, the, you owe me, like, mashing. 500 pieces of gold. Can we, for, can we do uh, a deception check for fight. that? Yes, you can definitely do a deception check to see if. Come, oh no, you can I would be something. doing. Well, no, sorry, I'd be doing a insight check or something, wouldn't I? Insight versus uh, deception. And, yeah, let's roll insight versus deception, and we'll see uh, good, if you can good tell. Good Lord, I don't know. Let's this. find out how quizzical you are. That's fifteen. That's eighteen. Okay, yeah, you you don't believe him. Yeah, uh, nice try, buddy, but uh, you definitely don't look the part of royalty. Far from it's it. It's a disguise. I'm sure it is. I wouldn't listen to anything he has to say, to be honest with you. I wouldn't listen to anything yeah. she has to say. She's not worth dirt. 
Yeah, I, I, I definitely... And I'm saying something for a dwarf. Again, I don't remember anything, but I'm pretty sure that you're zero, and I, di- I didn't like you before. We're probably not going to get along. No, no, big guy, um, this, right, he, he is your servant, don't let him fool you. I will literally rip your throat out. You know, that, that makes more sense. You've had him in bondage for five years, he's so pissed at you, he thought that since, you know, you lost all your memories, that maybe you'd forget that he was your servant, and he could, uh, he could flip the table, you know, the tables, and, uh, turn you into his servant. Can I do a sneak attack, and, like... Put in one of my like <laughs> never daggers into his stomach. Uh, Sibo, sure, go for area. it. Oh, <laughs> this is turning very interesting. Twenty versus AC. Oh, the joys of that not actually hit. fearing the pains of the physical but body. One moment, <laughs> I have a feeling that we're going to be killing both of. Uh, All right, so I'm going to do one d four non-lethal piercing damage. Oh, good boy. I don't think you can designate damage as non-lethal if you're De- using a dagger. Yeah. I guess, yeah, I guess that's something I should have designated when I said I was going to attack him. You kind of said you are going to stick oh, well. Okay, not that he cares much. It's four. Okay. So if He's you going for a half that, that's only two damage. But it's still enough to shut your mouth right hey, in the middle of whatever you're saying. servant boy, are you done screwing around? I'm not your servant boy. Forget you- what I said about being the king or whatever, but... If you're not going to believe me about that bullshit, don't believe him about that bullshit, because it's just as false. me, did you just stab me? Yeah, because you're telling them lies. It, uh, I mean, I told them lies, but it, the lies weren't going to hurt anybody. Ramash um, looks at Mikhail and goes, you know what, from now on, I, I, need, to, I need to rely on you, because clearly I can't trust these two idiots. Yes, it's best to keep our counsel limited to our plans of action. Agreed. I would also just like to clarify for moving forward: if you're using a pointy weapon, you cannot cl- you cannot designate it as non-lethal. What if we I say we're hitting them with the skin? What if what if we say we're hitting them with the pommel? Okay. Yes. If you're using the pommel, if you're using a staff, if you're throwing a you rock, if you're using the blade, if you're using something that has a pointy to it. You cannot designate it as a non-lethal strike. It doesn't work that well, way. Well, well, I probably staff. just punch them. Not well, really I... a pointy. Okay, this is going nowhere. So, would y'all like to discuss future plans? Indeed. So, are we gonna get going anywhere and do anything, or are we just gonna stand around stabbing this gnome? Beautiful audio. I love it. <laughs> so, it'll definitely cut. That sounds so sick. Okay, so what exactly were we doing again in this place? We gotta make it somewhere so we can bring some people in through some teleportation majiggy. That's all I remember. I was kind of busy picking my nose or something. I don't remember. It was it was months ago, for all I know. We've been down here forever. God, yeah. I can't do a character. He's like sixty so percent accurate. <laughs> down here you, you know what? Just fill me in as fill me in as we go. We I feel like sitting still in a place like this is a bad idea. I agree. Um. It looks like there's a passage over there. You guys want to keep heading over? Sounds like a plan. I mean, we're doing no good just standing here. It certainly isn't any place for the Victorious dead. Okay, so you're going to head off towards this cavern, or to the side tunnel, I should say. Correct. Yeah, like uh, you said, there was like a small tunnel or whatever, right? Yeah, well, um, small is maybe a bad way of saying it. It is small in relation to where you currently are, because you, you're in this massive underground cavern you have no idea the extents of. Okay. This cavern is actually 
probably about 70 feet across, and you estimate about 30 feet tall. So, a fair size, but uh, definitely smaller than the area you were in. Uh, and as you get in, uh, you know, probably a few hundred yards, the uh, thick, kind of gaseous smog that's been around you starts to dissipate, and um, those of you with dark vision can see uh, a lot more clearly in here now. Finally. Oh, I can see again. I've been able to see this whole time. I guess I got more fucked up than I thought. I, I can't see too well in here. Oh, no, you just... As, I don't know much about you, but I know Dragonborns just can't see fucking worth a damn. Oh. That sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, um... He suddenly doesn't use produce flame. We have, uh, <laughs> yeah, we have special, you know, eyes for the dark, but, um... Yeah, but you I th- don't, because you suck. I think you, yeah. you can conjure flame, though. Oh. I mean, I am part dragon. That sounds about right. And I guess I produce flame once the fog's gone, because I, I, he did experience the fog exploding as soon as he woke up. He tried to breathe fire. Okay, so uh, you... Basically, Ramash kind of digs down deep into himself and tries to dig, uh, being a, a druid, they have this kind of innate power within them, and so he just kind of is sort of feeling that as best as he can and sort of just tries to, like, push it out in the shape of a flame on his hand. So, Ramash, I need you to roll a d20 and add your spellcasting modifier. Oh, God, I'm scared. That's an 11. Okay. Uh, it, uh, works like it should, and you now have a flame in your hand. Cool. I kind of like being me. Yeah, so, um, if you're done being awed by yourself, let's go. Okay, so you guys are, uh, just continuing on through here? Yes, Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, as you continue on through here, um, I'm just gonna give you a, a free one, because it's fairly obvious. Brunhilda notices that... Parts of this cavern have been chiseled away at. It's nothing nothing that really resembles like a man-made tunnel by any means, but there are some different areas where it appears that this tunnel has been maybe widened in parts or small parts of it have been cleared out to keep obstructions free, things like that. Lads, there's some weird markings on these walls over here. I feel like somebody's been uh, digging in here. I was going to say something, but last time that led to a five-year nap, so I think I'll, uh, I think I'll just save it. That's probably a good idea. Whatever. I noticed it, too! (laughs) Whatever, Rip Van Winkle. All right. I cast dancing lights down the corridor, just trying to see further ahead. Okay. What does that do, again? It does a, uh shape of a light about the size of a person usually. Right. Four individual lights, and they just can move about, like, a good 60 feet within, like, 120 yards. Okay. So are you doing one light, or are you doing four individual? You can do, do like, one really big light. It's kind of one that looks like a person. Okay. It's just kind of, like, running forward. Okay. Uh, As that runs forward, uh, right as it's about to reach the end of its length, uh, you catch kind of a faint shape of uh, something wooden off to the left side of the cavern. Uh, Do you want me to do a perception check to see how well I can see what it is? Sure. Go ahead. (laughs) That's an 18. 
Okay. It appears to be some kind of a fencing. Uh, you can see, like, a <laughs> corner, so, um, like, uh, the edge of the fencing, so it's some kind of an enclosure, but you can't really tell more than that. I can't tell, like, how tall it is, or... Um, Does yeah. Does it go to the top ceiling of the cavern to the floor, or is it... Uh, no, you can tell. It's fairly tall. It's about 15 feet. And how tall is the cavern again? About 30 feet, so it's about half halfway up. Okay. So we're not already in this other tunnel? No, you are. Okay. You are in... The, tun- the tunnel that you're in now is, still is 30 feet tall and about 70 feet wide. Oh, okay, okay. And it's kind of slatted, like fencing rather than like a door yeah um fairly close together uh like you can see you can see that there are gaps in it like i said you're still fairly far away so you can't see it super clearly but um it's not manufactured boards it's like rough cut wood stake or you can't really tell uh i would like to use divine sense that has a range of 60 feet. Can I smell anything that is evil? Are there evil aromas in the air? <laughs> uh, there's a faint sort of <laughs> evil smell. Smells like blue cheese. So, yeah, you can't really tell uh, what kind of wood this is made out of. Tree wood. Balsa wood. <laughs> but I you know it smells evil. Um, faint. Faintly. It smells like poop. There's no, uh, and I guess I should, I guess I should clarify, the smell does not seem to be coming necessarily from the point you saw. It's just generally lingering in the air. while the dancing lights were going, can that perception check be just while that was going forward, not just, do I see anything else further down the hallway, like on the floor, any trip wires, maybe a pressure plate or two? Uh, no, you did not see anything before, uh, you saw this. Okay. I only see, okay. Alright, so I'm still walking forward. Okay. Everybody else is following, I take it? Naturally. Okay. So, uh, as you get closer to this, you see... That it is, in fact, some kind of enclosure about 15 feet tall, and it seems to be about, oh, 30 feet square, and it's incredibly dark inside. There's no lights inside this enclosure at all. And as you come up a little bit closer, you see that there is a small shed next to this enclosure. Sebo's going to climb on top of the shed. Okay. All right, Snoopy. I was literally just about to say that. Sebo's on the shed. Yes, he is. Joshimi's gonna open up and see what feckin' gardening tools are inside this puppy. Um, there are no gardening tools. There is a shelf with several saddles arranged across it, and then there are some various other, uh, riding equipments around in the shed. Okay. Are these, like, is it horse saddles, or is it... Like or something that looks like it might be for something a horse or horse like, or is it a saddle for something that that seem like yeah a steeder would be example something that isn't this I don't know the saddle would look weird or whatever I don't know yeah they're they're saddles (coughs) you don't really recognize them very well but they're saddles that you definitely could use there's saddles in here Ramash um is gonna move a little ways into the enclosure. You're gonna go inside really? the enclosure. How are you? Did you climb up or? It's a it's a fence. I assume I'm climbing over the fence. Fifteen feet tall. 
Wait, it's 15 feet tall, he said? Yeah. I'm losing it. Okay, can I try climbing over the... No, you know what? Better yet. Um, how walk through big are like, the spaces between these lengths of the fence? Six inches. Okay. I was going to throw my fire through it, but that's probably not going to work. Um, can I climb to the top of the fe- try and climb to the top of the fence and throw my flame in there? Sure. Top of the shed. Jump over. Yeah. Do I need to make a check? Or? I uh, climb on the shed, I guess. Okay, um, I'll climb the shed. Okay. I'm going to climb the fence itself. And whatever. then I guess do a check to see if you can uh, get over the edge of the fence here. What do you want? Athletics? Yeah, go ahead and do athletics. See All right, that's an 18. Okay. Uh, yeah, as you start to climb over, you realize that the top is covered in some sort of a metal netting, and you can't get through. All right. Uh, I stop what I'm doing and climb back down, because I realize there's no getting through that. So, uh, yeah, don't try climbing over, guys. Um, there's some kind of metal netting up there. It's probably not a good idea. Darn. Climbing up a high structure was the first thing a dwarf like me thought of doing. What are you gonna do, dig? I mean... That might work. Hey, or we could try and find the gate or fucking something. Or we could dig under. And yes, on the front of this <laughs> enclosure, there is a gate with a wooden bar across it. Well, how they do? They look what I found. The bar Guess I'm not so useless after all. Us. Correct. Fuckers. Well, I didn't want to risk letting out whatever's in there. Play, uh, play the curb your enthusiasm theme. <laughs> this is to keep something out, or rather in. What? That's literally the exact opposite. You make no sense. Out that's boy. to keep not not to keep us out, rather to keep something else in. Okay, so Joshua is going to try and take the bar off. Okay, uh, you take the bar off, and runs you down. the uh, the doors swing open, and uh, you see some scurrying legs, and there are. Six steeders inside of here. Hey, look, see? Ah, see, remember I said I saw saddles. Great. That's for these. Saddle up, boys and uh, girls. Please, please make him do an animal handling check. <laughs> or to see if he can even get As your to fucking cowboy form. friend would say, ye fucking ha. Uh, yeah, if anyone that wants to use one of these steeders, do a uh, an animal handling check for me. Eleven. <laughs> That's a six. Twelve. Twenty-one. Eighteen. All right. So, uh, Ramash cannot get his saddle on his steeder. How does this stupid thing go on? And, um... You put it on your back, and then it rides you. Don't worry about it. Jo- Josh and me and Mikael are having a little bit of trouble mounting their, their steeders. It's harder to do this in the dock. That's what she sure. said. How would you even know that? You don't know anything. You literally have amnesia. I don't know. I don't know where that came from. That was, Sex is a strong memory. Just, <laughs> oh my god, Ramash is starting to pick up on Joshimi's character traits because he's been with them for most of the time he remembers. Oh god, yes. No. Assimilation. <laughs> Joshimi is the Borg. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Wait, does this mean Ramash is gonna start running <coughs> naked through the woods too in a loincloth? I mean I don't know. That's up to you, bud. Oh god. <laughs> it's rather invigorating. Okay, so um Brunhilda and uh Sibo, you guys wanna roll again and see if you can assist your companions in getting their steeds. Everybody except for Rockhammer. 
<laughs> my nine at my count. Six. Twenty-two. Natural twenty. <laughs> Alright. So Brunhilde then helps uh, Mikhail mount and helps Ramash get his uh, saddle on and mounted, uh, but does not help Joshimi. So, uh, fair enough. How's that going there, bud? Rock cameras don't need no fucking help, mm-hmm. you whore. Um, that's what I... <laughs> uh, you make me laugh, Rockhammer. At least be modest enough to ask for help. Joshua's gonna mount his steeder. Okay, roll uh, with disadvantage. Six. Okay. Joshimi greatly over-exaggerates the movement needed to swing up onto the steeder, and as he does so, he slams his nuts into the pommel of the saddle <laughs> and uh, slumps over in pain onto the mount, but he is mounted. See, I'm up. I didn't need no help from you, lady. Oh, did you guys just that. Nobody saw anything. We are moving along. And he's also going to take we, one point of damage. We are moving along. Summon a fluffer. <laughs> nope, not that kind of podcast. Well, I should say no fluffing will happen. No fluffing is needed makes it sound like a different thing. Okay, you all got mounts now. What you gonna do? See, but here's the nice thing. Dwarves' rocks are tough as rocks. So, I'm fine now, don't... I, I don't pity your dwarf sh- women. Shut up. <laughs> How are your pebbles doing over there, Rockhammer? No, Mikhail, I've been with a few dwarfs. I mean, they're all right in the sack, but I think that the humans really have to Joshua is literally moving on. <laughs> okay, Joshua rides out of the enclosure. Rock will follow. I assume you're all following him. Yeah. Rodham Steeter. I don't know where that came so from. So are you uh, continuing down this uh, corridor then, or are you going back the way you came? I think keep continue. going. Let's continue. There's no reason. Okay. Oh. We have a what? Nothing's not important. We have a mission. We got to get to the deepest, dankest part, right? You, you realize we could climb down the pit now, well, now specific- that we have these things. Specifically, what you're doing is you're trying to find where the enemy's city is mm-hmm. underneath, uh, in somewhere down here in the Underdark, so that you can summon the army and they're going to march in and, you know, war. What if they were in the Whoa. pit we were dropping rocks on them? Good, yeah, I'd say we do go down the pit. Well, we haven't seen um, anything where we've been so far, so I'm going to keep going forward. I should, I should also... Uh, <laughs> I guess this will this will aid in the discussion slightly. Um, the tunnel that you have been in appears to be going down slightly. Um, it's probably safer in the tunnel. Uh, where you were at before was more or less level. Uh, this is again not a crazy incline, but there is has been a slight decrease as you've been going along. I'm cool with either one. Ramash is gonna. Um, Josh and me leading the way is going down the way they did not come from. Okay. So is everybody following him? Yes. Uh, Ramash is going to experiment with a skeeter and start riding up the walls to the ceiling. Okay. Um, He's going to lash himself. You don't know anything about anything. It's a freaking spider. You don't know what a spider is. You've never seen one in your life as far as you know. I guess... uh, But he's better at mounting one than you are. That's fair. (laughs) 
for okay. technically he actually rolled worse, but he got help from Brunhilde. So, um, I guess do an animal handling check for me. Let's see if I can even steer the damn thing. That's a fifteen. Okay. You get up onto the wall of the cave and kind of are hanging on sideways, but as you urge the steeder higher up the cliff wall, you start to slip off, and so you kind of push him back down so you don't fall completely. Okay, that's probably not a great idea. All right, so you are uh, continuing down. These uh, steeders definitely pick up your overall speed. You're moving on at a good, uh, good clip here. Uh, as you are going along, you've been going for, oh, I don't know, probably about 45 minutes or so. Uh, you, you've you noticed that you do have a hard time judging uh, exactly how much time has passed down here since there's no real, I mean, there's no passing of days or anything like that. But um, from your records, like I said, about 45 minutes to an hour. And you come upon what looks to be uh, a small cluster of buildings that's in the center of the uh, tunnel here. Are they inhabited? Uh, no, they look to be about the same as the guard tower you saw outside, pretty broken down and... Decrepit. Uh, yeah, like, in, in disrepair to a point where it's clear that no one is living here. Um, there's probably a cluster of seven or eight buildings. Hey, guys. I don't know why, but I've got this really bad feeling about those buildings. I don't. I, I can't explain it. It's just this feeling in the back of my skull. Maybe because your actually, body's fucking sideways. Actually, it's kind of going around my skull. To be honest, it, it's just telling me don't don't go near the buildings. Yeah, stupidly. I have something for that, and I produce the paste that I've been grinding in my pestle and wrap it in a bandage around your your uh, head. Pain relieving formula. Oh, that's oh, that's real kind of you. Thank you. It still doesn't change my mind about going yeah, into the buildings. Yeah, su- I've supplied the goods for that, so you should be thanking me. Do I want to know what this paste is made of? Because that sounds a little... Uh... Herbal remedy. Okay, I was a little concerned. Yeah, best herb of the white Tim Forst. As leader of this exploitation, we're gonna continue on, you fucking chuckle fucks. Who made him the leader? I'm in the I mean, lead of I this train wagon. I definitely disagree with Josh and me being our leader. Ravash is going to go back on the wall, just like lower wall to go around these buildings, rather than trying to ride through them. I think that's a, probably a good idea. And um, Steers for the win. Yeah, okay. The same. Uh, so you guys are starting up the side of the wall. Um, is anybody else going through the city, or are you all following them? I'm going through the city. Okay. If, if you lose your brain, I will not heal you. I, uh, I'm trying to climb buildings, trying to get to, like, vantage points. Okay, are you getting off of your steeder, or are you using, <coughs> riding, riding using up? The ste- okay. Using the so go ahead, uh, me and Kyle, do a, an animal handling check for me. It's a 13. Okay. Um, yeah, there's uh, these buildings are pretty broken down. I think that's good enough to get up on top of one of the buildings. Brunhilde, are you going with them around, or are you going through these cluster of buildings? Oh, no, I'm going around. I do not want to have, or I want to make as less of uh, a ruckus through here as I can. Okay. Uh, Mikhail and Sibo, as you are uh, in this cluster of buildings, you suddenly hear a... A 
I'm sorry. Could you? Uh... And then, and then again, you hear a. Oh, Michael! Do you God, hear that? Me bad memories. Yeah. Uh, he's he's smelling the air. It's real bad. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. It smells it's, like it's, garbage. It smell. It smells like. Someone ate rotten eggs and then oh. farted them out. Like, oh, so, as, as soon as but I'm the only one who can smell that. As soon yeah. as Sibo uh, hears this, he's gonna grab his rope out of his pack and he's gonna yell to Mikael, Mikael, catch! Throw him the rope. I'm slightly distracted, but I still had to catch. The Do rope. a uh, dexterity. Dude, I'm sorry, but that's mm. actually giving me heebie-jeebies and bad memories from the last time we played. 50. Okay, yeah, you catch it. <sighs> this is, and, like, uh, is this, this is like the opposite of ASMR. Start climbing up this building. <sighs> okay. Um, so, uh, Divine Sense does kind of give me a general direction. Yeah. Um, is it all around me? Is it like... Yeah, it's uh, it's like right, uh, right centered on where you are. Uh, so like the building, or like just surrounding me, like a cloud of uh, the the building that you're on top of. Let's do acrobatics for Sibo. Critical fail. Okay. <laughs> he throws the whole rope up. <laughs> and I catch it. You cut it in half to make uh, sure they both have a piece first. Suddenly, something uh, inky black, almost a tendril, comes out from the building that uh, Mikhail is on top of, wraps itself around your leg, and pulls you down. And you are going to take... Yeesh. You're gonna take eight points of damage as you get uh, slammed to the ground by this thing, and uh, as you do so, the where it wrapped around your leg burns with this like uh, kind of an acidic. Uh, oh, feel. Uh, However, you are still hanging on to the rope, even though you are now flat on your back on the ground. Pull harder! Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I wrap the rope around the pommel of. My saddle, and I'm gonna continue. Okay, do a strength check. See if you can pull him. Twenty-two. Okay, yeah, you uh, you grab him and you start hauling him up the building. Um, Sibo, do another uh, acrobatics for me. See if you can get back on. Um, that is going to be six. Okay. Sorry, wait. Nine. Okay. You uh. Lose your grip on the rope, however, you fall through, like, a first-story window of this building, uh, and are now inside the building. Oh, boy. Uh, so you have dark vision, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you can see that an entire corner of the inside of this building is occupied by some sort of gelatinous form that has, like, an inky blackness to it. And uh, it has tentacles that are reaching out towards you. Out of the frying pan and into the fire, am I right? Sibo, I guess, is going to pull out his daggers to defend himself. Okay. Uh, I would like to take the rope that I had just tied around the pommel of my saddle, tell the skeeter to stay there, and I am going to try to slide down to try to enter through the same window. Okay. Sibo, I guess, uh, go ahead and make an attack roll. Then, that is 14 
17. 17. That does hit. Go ahead and roll your damage. I have two daggers. Thank you. So, eight damage. Sorry. I said eight. It is seven, not eight. Okay, seven. But that ice wouldn't throw the other one. And then that's going to be seven. So, 14 total? Correct. Okay. So you uh, you lunge forward and slash with your two daggers, and uh, you cut through this gelatinous form, whatever it is, uh, doing some damage to it. However, uh, as your daggers leave the form, they appear to be almost smoking from the acidic qualities of this creature. And as a result, um, your daggers now have a negative one to damage rolls going forward. But if I have acid on them, why wouldn't they do more damage? They, they've they been damaged. Okay. They, so now whatever your damage is for those, they whatever your damage rolls are for those, you do one less damage. So before, my daggers had a plus two to so them? plus one. No, so it's plus it one. plus one to them, or? Yeah, so it'll, <laughs> it'll just be a plus one then. Well, that sucks. You done fucked up, kid. Have I uh, successfully repelled into the window, or do you need me to do an... Acrobatics check. Uh, yeah, go ahead and do an acrobatics check for me. That's, uh, 21. Uh, yep, yeah, you come flying through, and, uh, this creature is right in your face because of his, uh, his attack, uh, before he's, like, right on top of you. I cast Shield of Faith immediately on myself, and draw a short sword up from behind my shield and make a slash at it. Okay, uh, go ahead and roll. It's a critical fail. Okay, yeah. I'm going to use extra attack, but... Okay. So, you, you whiff on the first one. Uh, just go ahead and do your extra attack, then. And that one's gonna be a 14. That will hit. On that hit, I'm gonna use Divine Smite. 14 damage. Okay. Your sword is also going to take a negative one penalty to its damage going forward. Are any of the rest of us aware of this fight going on? Not that I know of. You guys kind of rode around where they went, so unless you uh, have turned back, probably not. They're kind of. I mean, they're inside a building right now. Yeah, I'm guessing um, we probably don't know what's going on. So, anyways, as a result of your whiff, however, uh, this thing is going to take a an attack at you. So he is going to form a large tendril and attempt to uh, swing it at you. Uh, that's a twenty-one. That'll hit. Okay. He is going to smack you for 19 points of damage. Holy shit. It's lot and it's whatever. He's not pulling around. And then, as you recoil back, you are going to take um, an additional 15 points of damage as the acid coating you just continues to deal damage. Ah, Sibo! What do we seem to be dealing with here? Yeah, it's an acid monster, the best I can say, and um, it has creepy tentacles, and my legs are on fire, man. (laughs) 
So Josh and me, who was outside the city, but also not having gone on the wall yet, because everyone else... He kind of stopped after saying they were going through the city, because he figured they wouldn't listen to him, and he was just going to follow him. But then they all split up. So then he was sitting there. Then he hears Sibo screaming before he gets drug inside a building. And he's like, well... Uh, uh, he's the only one that I think I can stand that might as well help. Okay. So he has been kind of making his way towards the noise of their commotions. He's making his way downtown. Okay. Okay, so you're making your way towards them. Alright, so I think, uh, very quickly, you're staying on your steeder at this point, right? Yes. Okay. Sir. So, you very quickly have, uh, reached the building that they are in. Uh, and you can hear, uh, I think you get there just in time to hear Mikael cry out, uh, as he gets absolutely toasted by this thing. Alright, psych yourself up, Rakim, he can do this. Can Ramash, can I do a perception check to see if Ramash heard the scream? This isn't like the heist of 75. You can, do um, this. you can do this. Okay, yeah, go ahead. So do do your perception check while uh, Josh and me is hyping himself up. <laughs> that is uh, 24. I think you hear uh, faintly uh, this sound of like people crying out. Whoa, hey, Brunilda, did you hear that? No. Sounds like there's some trouble going out in the town. We should probably make sure it's not our buds. So Ramash is going to turn his steeder into the town and try and find his way to the building. So we'll okay. See where they're like, yeah, yeah. Let's go to, let's go to, back to Josh. I mean, what's he up to? All right. Now, this isn't, this isn't nice to 72. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Mind you, this is like, uh, like. <laughs> Did you have a traumatic experience entering a building to a fight or something? No, he's just. Clearly. He's all talk and not. Much action. Clearly. He got bested by a bug when we first started the entire campaign. Okay. This isn't that fire beetle. Let's okay. do this. And he's gonna go in slowly. As Joshmi lurches forward, finally having decided to do a good deed for the day, uh, through a small <laughs> slit in the wall, black ooze starts to pour out uh, directly in front of your path. I... This is... Gross. And it just continues to pour out, forming a gelatinous blob in front of you that swells in size. Reaching He's gonna back away fast. Okay, Joshimi, uh, do a um, an animal handling check. That's an eleven. You pull on the reins of your steeder, and it resists a little bit, but you are able to get him to uh, turn around, and uh, you are now moving out of the town again. Come on, Butch. Let's get out of here. Butch? Butch? All right. Uh, Brunhilde, did you follow Ramash, or are you still over on the far side of the town? <laughs> well, I'm not going to... She's not going to be by herself, so yeah, she okay. she goes with Ramash. So the two of you uh, come riding up on your steeders just in time to see this black ooze that is coming out of the wall. For those of you inside the building, the creature has seemingly, through no discernible effort, it has seemingly just like kind of melted like through. melted through the wall, and you have no idea where it's gone. How far is it away from me? You from are still probably about 30 feet away. Oh. You just see, like, a black 
ooze that is now forming into a gelatinous shape on the ground. Um, I'd like to see if Ramash can remember that he can use Thorn Whip at okay. a range of 30 feet. So you, um... He, he knows he can use magic, and um, he wants to use his magic to try and attack this thing from a distance, and I'm, ho- okay. I'm hoping he can remember that he uses Thorn Whip so and I that th- just comes out of him. I think what happens is you, uh just have sort of this innate sense, not even so much that you know how to use the storm whip, but just like he can sense the magic and he shapes it with his mind. Sure. He can feel the magic and he can feel this sort of sense that he can reach out and grab somebody. So he's just going to try and use that. So go ahead and roll a D 20 again. All right. That's a 15 with a 15. You are able to use Thorn Whip, and it has double the effect that it normally has. Hell yeah! My boy! Okay. Mom, do you like that fire? That's a 24. Yeah, that's going to hit him. All right. And because it has double the effect, that is 4d6. He's normally pulled 10 feet closer to me, and you said it doubles the effect? Would that be yeah. 20 feet? All right. So he takes 12, 7, 20 damage, piercing damage. 20 piercing damage? 20 piercing damage. Okay. So he takes 20 piercing damage. Uh, however, he is not pulled. The thorn whip goes through him, and as it does so, it uh, evaporates in your hand. Thank God it's just magic. Go ahead and make a dexterity save for me. Okay. That's an 8. Okay. That can't be good. The acid of this creature um, gets into almost like the very, like, fibers of the whip. And as it dissolves, the acid shoots up the up the stalks into your hand. And you're going to take 15 points of acid damage as your arm is just burned by this effect. Ah! thought that wouldn't have some reaction to that. So then I think... Uh, in retaliation, this creature is actually going to, um, instead of attacking, is actually going to shoot for another building and uh, melt through uh, the wall again and go inside of this other building across the street. What about uh, Sivo and Mikhail? You guys are still inside the building. Okay. I think you probably heard Ramash yell out as he was using the spell and then got burned. Uh, but yeah, you guys are still inside the building. I use lay on hands and heal myself for ten hit points. Okay. Uh, Sebo's gonna run out into the street and, um, look around. You just see your two companions, Brunhilde and, uh, Ramash. Uh, Where did it go? It went inside a building. And Ramash points to the building that it went in. It just kind of melted through the wall. Be careful. You never know what side it might come out. Um... Yeah, maybe we should just get out of here. That's what I'm thinking, too. Okay, are you And abandon our quest. Are you all mad? This isn't our quest. I don't want to fight some acid monster. I mean, this thing completely ruined my daggers. And my brand new cloak. However, I can't help but feel that there is a reward at the end of this venture. A reward of death. Okay, so, uh, yeah, what do you, so what are you guys doing here? Ramash is gonna stick it out and try to finish this little fight. He's a little pissed off that it burned him. 
Look, I want this thing dead, but we're gonna all have to go after him at the same time if we want to get this. Well then, let's do it. We got this. Alright. Bornhilde? I guess I don't have any say in the matter. Joshua! Hey, where is that clown? He's right over there. Joshua! What? Oh. Hello? What? Hey, get your ass over here! We're gonna fight this jelly monster thing. Why the fuck did you guys decide to go through town? You know that's like the worst <laughs> idea you could have ever had. Yes, yeah, so we're gonna running. kill the fucker. We Who found a jello running? shop the size of our seven foot friend. What the whole? I'm thirsty. One other thing to note as uh, you uh, kind of like regain your bearings and take stock of everything, um, all of you that were injured in this fight. Uh, you realize that um, the acid has done permanent damage to your armor, and so all of your armor has taken a minus one to the AC. Well, shit. You got some holes in that uh, there piece of armor. Brunhilda, do you know if your smithing can help repair these garments? I mean, I can try, but I don't think we're going to be able to do it in the field right here. Yeah, let's let's finish this first. Guys... Hot armor isn't looking too hot. I mean, yeah, I mean mine's looking <clears throat> hot as ever. It's because you never dirty it. Uh, are you, you never get in a fight. sure we want to go after this thing? How do you know I never get in a fight? You literally don't know anything, Amnesia Head. Well, I just watched you run from this thing. And you watched me do what? You didn't see anything. Run from what? What are we talking about? A good try, Your Majesty, but you're not fooling this dragonborn. Thank you for the title. Josh, you may make a perception check. 17. As you're talking, you realize that a long, black, inky tentacle has snaked out of the wall next to you and is attempting to wrap itself around your neck. Well, I think I'm gonna duck now. Alright, make a um, dex save. Yeah. Okay. Do, um, does anybody else see this? Charisma check to me. <laughs> no, it's definitely dexterity. Are you tired of watching the same old awesome movies? Are B-movies more your style? Then the folks over at They Call This A Movie have you covered. Join us every Thursday as we review the worst of the worst in sci-fi, action, comedy, and more. We are available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Podbean at theycalledthisamovie.podbean.com. They Called This A Movie, testing the strength of friendships, one terrible movie at a time. Howdy y'all, hope you're enjoying episode 22 of the Return of Ornon campaign. Mostly just the usual housekeeping stuff before we get back to the episode. First and foremost, I would like to apologize for my voice in this episode. This was recorded while I was getting over a cold, so my voice and, consequently, my character's voice are a bit off in this one. So, apologies again if the episode is a little rough to listen to because of it. If you are on Discord and have not already, feel free to join the Homebrew Entertainment Community Group, which is the home of this podcast as well as the Cedar Country Podcast and my Red Sun 55 gaming stuff. There's also a section in the Discord, as it's a community group, to share your own projects, photos of pets, selfies, just to chat about pretty much anything, within reason. You can find a link to the Discord group in the episode description. If you are on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, you can follow us there. Our username on all our social media is RealmsNerds, all one word. 
No space, no period, no underscore, nothing like that. Just R-E-A-L-M-S-N-E-R-D-S. If you make a post on social media about the podcast, please remember to include the hashtag RealmsNerds. It's felt the same way as our social media handle. You can also find us on Twitch with the same username as our other social media. We're trying to get our Twitch channel to the affiliate level so that we can upload all the episodes of the podcast so people can listen to them straight from Twitch. At the time of this recording, we are at 45 of the 50 followers needed to achieve that goal, so any help is appreciated. If you're enjoying the show and aren't already, please consider subscribing or following if possible. And if you know anybody else that might like our podcast, we highly recommend sharing the show with them. Word of mouth is one of, if not the, best way to increase our listening audience. Regardless, we super appreciate you taking the time to listen to our show. It really means a lot to us. Thank you to our friend Kyle for composing the show's main theme. We really appreciate you and always will. And thank you all again for listening. We really appreciate you all as well and always will. That's going to be it for me for this commercial break. Now let's get back to episode 22 of The Return of Ornan. Hey guys, it's Kyle. And Nick. Do you like movies? How about TV shows? Pop culture? Then check out Damn Fancy Dinosaurs. For all your movies, TV shows, and pop culture needs, you can find us on Podbean. Just search for Damn Fancy Dinosaurs. We're also available on Spotify and wherever you can get good podcasts. Check it out now. Remember guys, stay fancy and enjoy the rest of the show. You are unable to evade, and this tentacle wraps itself around your neck, pulls you off your steeder, and slams you into the wall, and you are going to take... You take 22 damage from that attack, uh, and you are still wrapped up by this thing. Uh, You need to disentangle yourself quickly. Can I make a retaliation strike? Uh, yes, you can attempt to make a retaliation strike. Alright, I would like to pull out my short bow. Okay. And shoot at this tentacle that is wrapping Josh me up. Okay, go ahead. Uh, and I forget if I hit. Roll with. Whatchamacallit. Uh, that is going to be, uh, 15. That does hit him. Alright. So you're using your sneak attack bonus, is what you were saying? Correct. I gotcha. 11 damage. He gets hit by this arrow, recoils back, um, your arrow, uh, evaporates on contact, and... Joshimi takes an additional 13 points of lingering acid damage as this thing drops him to the ground. Joshimi is now at negative 1 hit points. Okay, Joshimi is down. Ramash. And smoking. Sees him go down, and, um... I would. I think he would try to use his magic somehow to rectify this, and I'm going to see if he remembers how to use healing word. Okay, so Ramash is going to stretch out his hand and throw out just sort of a general, I want to heal this guy, good vibes, and <laughs> boom. All right, so go ahead and make a roll for me, d20. That's uh, 21. I love my I love my spell attack modifier. That hits me for sure. So that will that will work as intended. So go ahead and do that. You get eight HP back, and you are also uh, going to 
uh, through this divine use of your uh, divine powers, you also uh, remember a another spell, a second level spell. Oh, <gasps> a second level spell! Aww. Like Shucks, buddy. So you now re-remember one of your other spells. Ah, crap, I gotta choose. I choose heat metal. <sighs> this... <sighs> I just remembered. Burning something that was inside of a piece of armor. By heating up its armor. Oh, I got... I've got thoughts and ideas. I'm not quite sure where it's coming from, but I'm liking it. And as well as a half-mast, I presume. Have, have I ever burned a guy inside, cooked him inside his own armor before? That's a, that's a very charged question. Um, <laughs> these two should remember this. That's, very, that's, high, that's highly specific I'm there. I'm not quite sure why you remember that, but... Yes. Yeah. I, I don't remember the action, but I've got this feeling that I've done it before. Okay, so also going going forward here as this continues, if I tell you that you remember another spell, it's going to scale, so you'll learn all of your second level first and then yep. going forward from there. So from this point on, I'm just going to tell you you remember another spell, so you'll scale up from there. Okay, sounds good. Okay, so yeah, you uh you have healed him a little bit and uh now this uh, this tentacle has again withdrawn itself in, and you can see, you can tell which building it went into at this point. Oh, hey, I have one more question. Um, the spells that I've successfully cast so far, do I have to keep rolling to be able to cast them? Yes. Okay. Until, we'll get to that point. Until, uh, not forever and ever, but, but at now. this point, anytime you cast a spell, you'll roll a d20. That makes sense. Because you still have not completely pieced your memory back together yet. I like it. I like it. I want Ramesh. some more of it. Thanks. No. Joshimi flashes him a weak thumbs up from his <laughs> back, from flat on his back on the ground. Uh, his armor is still smoking. No uh, problem, man slave. <laughs> Armor's minus one on the AC. Joshimi has also taken a minus one on his oh, AC, armor AC. Because my 14 AC armor needed that. So this creature is now uh, back in this building. You can see where he went to. Uh, you can tell, uh, I think all of you were standing there, so you all kind of saw, with the exception of Josh and me, who was dead, uh, you all kind of saw wh- the building that it went into. Alright, so Ramash is going to run to the doorway, but not like in the doorway. He's going to look in and see if he can see the gelatinous mass of nonsense. You run to the doorway. Um, are you, uh, so question, are you still wearing your headlamp from before? I would imagine so. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> wait. Did wait? I had a headlamp. Did it get destroyed when the mind flare ripped open my head? Uh, no. That was just ripped off. Okay. So yeah, he's still wearing the headlamp. It was, he still, have, it was, it was still comical. On yeah, it was, it was on, on the, the part of your head that got pulled off. It went flying. You could see it flying through the air with the oh, piece of oh, your head. Are you taking my headlamp off for me? Oh, thanks, buddy. It was a little tight. I. Uh, I <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, he's gonna um, quickly dig into his pack and grab a vial of alchemist fire and throw it at the gelatinous mass. Whoa, you have alchemist fire? I've bought it when we visited what's his nuts as we were running. I remember that. Yes. Oh, that's right. You bought it when we were in uh, Reach. I have two vials of it. Page one. Yeah, from the alchemist. Yep. I was very excited to get this. I can throw it up to twenty feet in the air, shattering it on impact. It's a ranged attack. Holy damn. 
Okay, I got a 21 against AC. Okay, yeah, I think that hits. And um, in the dim light of this headlamp you're wearing, because it's not a particularly bright headlamp, Mm -hmm. um, you can see more or less that there is a part of this room that has something of like more of a darkness than the rest of the room does. It kind of has that inky blackness of the thing that you saw before. Uh, and that's uh, that's what you can see as you kind of target that. All right, and he throws it, and it impacts, and on a hit, it takes 1d4 fire damage at the start of each of its turn, and it can end it by making a DC 10 dexterity check to extinguish the flames. How would this work with this gelatinous cube? Is it just uh, kind of sitting in this alchemist fire? Yeah, uh, actually, go ahead and go ahead and roll the damage for that. Okay. It takes three fire damage. Okay. So as you throw this uh, container at it, it actually hits the blob, and the gelatinous blob actually swallows it. However, because of the pressure inside, it still crushes it, and it explodes. So it's actually going to take six damage as this fire burns actually inside of it. And as a result, you can now see it highlighted very clearly because it, there's a fire burning inside of it. Is that fire a bright green? It is a bright green fire. Beautiful. Um, did anybody else follow him or were you all sitting? I mean, I'm just, so I'm staggering I'm forward. I'm trying at that to follow the forward position. Guys, I've marked a target. Now's your best shot. Okay, Ramash, you are gonna uh, be attacked here because oh, he just got hit with this fire and he's not happy, so he's gonna swing back. Waterfucker. Twelve against AC. That is not gonna do it. Okay, so a tentacle comes flying towards you, and you are able to matrix style lean back, and it flies over the top of you, and it just misses. Whoa, that was close. Can I draw my longbow and take a shot at it? Um, I, I, still, I also am still looking What are you at taking it. a shot at? The uh, glowing flame okay. inside of it. So you got to move first, then, so you're in the so you can see through the doorway. Okay. Because where you were yeah. at currently, you couldn't see. So you're gonna have to run over first, so you can see through the doorway. Okay. Then I'm running out of the building that I was in. Yeah. So then... you, but you can make that in one turn. That's. Uh, I think that would be under your movement speed, because just across, like, a narrow road. So you're yeah. going to run out and over so you can see through. I mean, yeah. Okay, so go ahead and make an attack, then. That's a 21. Yep. Or five points of damage. Okay. This arrow uh, hits him. Again, it disintegrates on contact, and he looks... Really slow, this blob kind of doesn't react with the same speed as when it was hit before. Uh, it looks really sluggish. It's actually going to attempt to merge its way through the back wall of this building right now. Ramash is real quick going to try and throw a produced flame at it. Okay. Because he saw that the flames were doing a decent yeah, effect also, on it. like, take a shot at it. Okay. Ramash, go ahead and roll a d20. Yep. Uh... That's 16. Go ahead and, uh, that's gonna hit, go ahead and, or I guess that's gonna work. Go ahead and, uh, do your attack roll. My attack roll, my attack roll is 25. Uh, yeah, that's gonna hit him. I love my spell attack modifier. Holy god. Um, that's 15 fire damage. Okay. And then go ahead and roll two more D8, because your attack damage was doubled on that one. And that's uh, 12 more, so uh, 27 fire damage. Okay. 
as you uh, hit this creature, it sort of ripples, and you just hear you hear this sort of like almost Swelching scream. No, it's almost an incongruous sound of like it's like Jello catching on fire. It doesn't seem like that sound should be able to be made by something, and yet it is. Everybody and get down! Ramash ducks out. For the audio, I want the sound of like either a tea kettle going, <laughs> or Wait, what? somebody to take the sound uh, of jello full of Jello and put it in you the microwave until it catches on fire. <laughs> it's like a, but also a at the same time. <laughs> So, Ramash and Mikhail, do uh, dexterity saves for me. That's a 19. That's a 18. Okay. You both dodge out of the way as this creature just explodes and <laughs> splatters itself all over the place, including out the door, and it hits the wall of the building behind you guys, but you are unhurt. Well, that was a little messy, wouldn't you say? Indeed. It's certainly well worth it. I guess Sibo's gonna go inside this building where, like, the room looks dark and kind of, like, look around. Uh, which, which room is that? Well, you said that there was parts of the room that looked dark in both the buildings. So, I guess the one that just died in. Or... Watch your step. Yeah. Okay, and by the way, you all get 220 XP from that. Okay, so, uh, you, um... Yeah, so you're you're gonna go into the building that it was in before. Do a uh, do an investigation check for me then. Twenty two. Uh, as you look around, uh, you're able to find um, built into what looks like it probably was uh, the mantle of the fireplace. At one point, there is a very secure looking lock. Um, Concebo. Polize thief's tools and try to pick this lock? Uh, yeah, you can definitely give it a shot here. Do your thing, thief. 16. Uh, you are not quite able to open this. Uh, you might need a little bit of assistance with it. Uh-oh. Does he have to ask the other thief in the room? Can Sebo just take another try at the <laughs> lock, man? Sebo, you, you look like you have um, an issue there. No, no, it's, uh, it's... It's nothing. No, uh, this is actually a very specific lock, and Sibo broke the one tool that he needed to pop this lock uh, with that attempt. Oh, oh, oh. Hey, jo- hey, dwarf guy, you- you're a thief, aren't you? Yes. Maybe you could give a old Sibo there a hand. He looks like he's struggling a little bit. Uh, I think there's he broke nothing his tool. going on here. This is nothing. We can just walk out of the room. Okay, I'm not over that. Uh, he's gonna walk over to the building because he, he basically by the end of the battle finally picked himself up off the ground. Josh means pathetic. Well, okay. he also just practically died and has has seven HP and no ranged weapons practically. So okay, so you walk really over to the building. Incident. Yeah, he does. Okay. What am I looking for? Over there by Sibo. Okay. Sibo is remaining quiet as he is really <laughs> just going to walk away. <laughs> or like walk to the other side of the room and just this, not even look uh, at This it. looks like a tough luck. Sibo, do you want to co-crack it? Uh, 
Sure. Alright, let's do this together. Okay, so both of you roll sleight of hand. Let's bother it. I had 14. 13. With our powers combined, put them yeah. together. Good, 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 I am Captain Planet. That's not great, but however, yeah. together that makes a twenty-seven. Uh, so, so you guys are actually uh, through the power of friendship. <laughs> you're able to pop this lock. A new bond is formed, and uh, as it slides open, it reveals a a large and intricately wrought key. Ooh, shiny. Looks very nice. You think that key was what opened the lock? Uh, wait, wait. You think that somebody <laughs> put the key for a lock behind the lock? Uh, sorry. I mean, uh, I wouldn't put it behind the dwarf over there, but most other people I don't think would be that dull. And I was thinking of healing you. I apologize. Sorry, I, I know that was a stupid question. You'll have to forgive me. I, I don't... My, my mind's a little fucked up still, I think. Could I do a check on this key to see if I can tell what it's from or what it might go to? Yeah, go ahead. What? Let me roll for Just do investigation. 20. You can tell uh, this key is fairly large. Um, the whole thing is probably about 8 inches long. Um, and uh, the it's covered in intricately wrought uh, runes. And you can also tell that uh, because you rolled a 20 here, that um, it has something of its own personal force field to it. There's like a faint magical glow coming off of the whole thing. Do do you guys see that? Is is that glowing or is that just me? Aye, lad, that's very interesting. Yeah, it's glowing. I would say I could hold on to it, but last time I did something like that, my bag exploded and I eventually ended up here with you bunch of wackos with a burnt throat. Wait, are you saying you kind of caused all this? I'm still not up to date on everything. No, don't worry about it. Uh, does, do anybody know what these runes mean? Uh, I, I don't know, um, dwarvish maybe? Let me take a crack at it. Okay, so we're going to do a an investigation check, right? Or yeah, go ahead. Investigation. Okay. 16. Okay. They are not dwarvish at all, but you can tell that they are very, very old. I, I can't tell you what it says, but I can tell you that it's old. You mean like on that wolf statue way back at the thing? Do you guys even know what I'm talking about? I, we don't exactly know what you're, what you're talking, talking about. about. Okay. I, I don't. I, I'm a little out of the You don't know anything. <laughs> don't know anything. Uh, you, you, mean, uh, you mean the big, your the big wolf? today. <laughs> I, I, I'm a little yes. out of the loop right now, guys. I'm, I'm kind of sick of hearing you talk like that. And Wait a minute. Josh me. You did done it. The, the, there was that guy. Do you uh, Hey, do, Mikai, you were there. You remember? You remember that door underneath underneath the platform? Was there what, was there a key for that door? What door? What platform? What, what are we talking about? What door? Is this the same place as the wolf? Did, when, when you were there, did you go under the the door that would not open? Then, dude. Yeah, the force field door. The one that was magically sealed. 
Aye, aye. Indeed. I do believe I remember a key slot on that door. Okay, someone needs to fill me in here. What is going on? Joshimi, come here for half a second. I'm going to use healing word on Joshimi. Ramash, earlier, uh, we, our party entered a burial mound. And deep in the uh, remains, there seemed to be new dirt moved, and there we found a magically sealed door. Burial? Are we grave robbers? Okay, no. we'll just do a hard pause. We'll do a hard pause here, and we'll call- we'll say that this is a catching Ramash up to speed moment where Mikhail spends about five minutes telling him about their adventures, which we and, have already done before, so we don't need yeah. to recap. And Josh me, who wasn't there and doesn't know about. Yes, that re- Josh me is also finding out about this. My God, we're we're a little fucked up. Killing a guy at his own wedding. That's that's pretty cool. So some dragon god told you how to do that. That's cool. I like that. You guys are more interesting than the fuckos I usually have been with. Alright, so, it's probably time we move on, huh, guys? Have you been cheating on us with another, with another party? Oh, God. <laughs> no, he's cheating on them with us. Get him. We're the other party. True. Oh, that's true. Alright, so you guys uh, have found this key hidden inside this room. Anything else you guys are going to do here? Is there anything else in the room? Not in this room. Uh, then no. Sibo did a pretty uh, thorough sweep. That was the only thing he found. What other rooms are there? Well, the we are room. in a town. There's it's a yeah, small it's true. a small village. There's like I said, probably about seven or eight buildings. Did he put the broom back? We searched them all. Yeah. Can we take a general search of the area? I know that's Find very general and time consuming. How about we all roll perception like a... checks? Pretend we all search, and the person with the highest finds the stuff. Go ahead, just do a perception check, everybody. Everyone in the town. Well, that's that's that is everybody. everybody. Oh, sweet dude. 21. 18. 13. 15. Natural 20, 23. So as a group, as you kind of sweep through here, you uh, come to the general consensus that there's been maybe a few uh, groups that have camped out here or things of that nature or within a reasonable enough time that the the traces of it are still there. I mean, you know, it's there's a small fire pit, but it's, you know, long, cold, and scattered, so you can't really tell how long it's been there. Since there's not the normal natural elements like rain, wind, etc., things tend, down here tend to stay in place much longer than they normally would. So it's been used... At some point, At some point. <laughs> within, within the fairly recent past, but you have no idea of a time frame on that. And that's about all you find here. Um, no loot? What? There's, yeah, there, I mean, there's not really a lot here. There's uh, some pots, just like random clay pots and things sitting around. If you all want to go link on those. Ramash smashes them all with his sword. Um, or so yelling kiosk. Is there a fire pit around... Yeah, That's like I said, that was, was um Well then oh, wait, that was No, that was a that was Sorry, a fireplace. Yeah, there is a fire pit, however, that was the can thing. I, uh, you can found. I relight it and try to fix these chuckle fucks weapons up with some of the What about my oh, with some of the melt down some of the metal from the pots and pans and attempt to fix these guys' armor? Um there is no extra metal in this town. Well fuck. We'll have to wait till we talk to the army. Is there a forge or no, there's not a forge either. 
he was gonna Damn. try and like MacGyver style this shit. But uh, uh, I mean, in that if case, only he was MacGyver. Paper clip and some bubble gum. <laughs> yeah. uh, but no, you. Uh, if the bubble gum's the one, you guys' armor picked together. <laughs> Made an arc welder. I only used the chewing gum. Threw away the paper clip. <laughs> Thanks, MacGyver. <laughs> to make a long story short, uh, no. There is not sufficient uh, space or materials here to set up a forge and try to fix their armor and weapons. They are just stuck with what they got. Aw, oh, diggity damn. Alright, so are you uh, are you continuing forward or what are you doing here? Yep. Yeah. Might as well. Yes. Okay. So you uh, you travel on for several more hours. You don't really see a whole lot. Uh, the passageway continues to slope down, um, takes a slight uh, rightward curve uh, as you're going down, and you just kind of continue on. You see more of these small little outpost settlements along the way. Um, none of them have anything of particular note. Kind of the same thing as before. You know, minus the big gelatinous monster, obviously, but um, the big the BFK. Yeah, I mean they're 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 in the same kind of state of disrepair. Uh, there's evidence that maybe they've been used as campsites at one point, but you know, outside of that, there's not a whole lot of note in any of these. Uh, eventually, you come down to a well-lit area, uh, you can actually, because you've been in the dark for so long, even those of you with dark vision notice this subtle change as, uh, this area starts to light up a little bit. And, uh, you get to a point where, um, you kind of, the passageway sort of dips down quite a bit more steeply than it has before, and down at the bottom you can see that there is a, uh, a large gate there, uh, encompassing uh, the tunnel seems to maybe narrow a little bit, so the gate is about 30 feet across and 30 feet tall, but it covers the entire uh, area of the cave at that point. Okay, now this looks promising. And as you study it further, you see that there are three figures standing in front of this gate. I want to talk to the gatekeepers. Can we see them, or are they kind of like silhouettes? Go and do a perception check for me. Twelve. With a twelve, you can tell they're wearing dark black armor, and they are fairly, we'll say a fairly normal humanoid size and shape. I guess more than humanoid, they appear to be of at least close to human. You can't quite tell what race they are. So are they kind of like clothed like assassins then? No, definitely like guards, but the armor is like a dark, dark. black color. Okay. So, Mikael, what do your elf eyes see? I see men standing in the dark. Does anybody else have a bad feeling about that? I've got a bad feeling about this. I'd like to uh, draw my longbow, not oh, an arrow. Oh, we're just going right in there. Okay. I'm going to look and see if I can see better what they are before we take them out. They're not likely to be friendly, but... Maybe we'll know better if this is the place we need to be. That's t- 19. Okay. Uh, 
Joshimi does um, almost like a cartoon kind of thing where he looks down and he stares really intently and then he starts out and he looks at Mikhail and then he looks back and then he looks at Mikhail and he looks back and he does that three or four times and he goes, Those are drow elves. Do they wear the armor of Bahamut? I mean, you saw the color of their armor. Do they wear the armor of Bahamut? Probably, you know... If it's solid black, then no. Probably worship... Because the armor... I'm sorry, is this is this uh, a character voice you're working on? Or? Yeah, my name is Billy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't remember. Uh, yeah, yeah, probably not. They, uh, they probably worship that spider god person. Then I have no dealings with these. They are no family of mine. Well, I mean, I'll slow down there, bud. Maybe you can reason with them. Did we fight any drows upon the surface? It's been so long. It's been like 30 years. Beats me. I can't remember. You know, I would just say good rule of thumb. All drows are evil, and you should kill them all on sight. Okay. He's going to drop along. Start with the gnomes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, what do we do then? First, we fix your voice. It's driving me crazy. Alright, let's do this. Leroy <laughs> Jenkins! I should also point out um, that your ride was long enough to constitute a short rest, at least. You weren't you weren't long rest, but that was long enough for a short okay. rest. You, you, does, spend some, uh, you need your health back. You, you can spend a certain amount of your hit dice. We have five, because we're level five. Okay, so... You're a ways off. Um, there's light, obviously, coming from this gate. You are still obscured in darkness at this point. As it gets close to the gate, the tunnel narrows. Where it has been about 70 feet, it slants in, almost like in a funnel kind of shape, to meet the gate. So the gate is covering the entire tunnel. Okay. And it's about 30 by 30. All right. Should we just rush in? How, how far away from these guys are we? You're, uh, at this point, you're still a ways off. You're probably uh, a couple hundred yards. Alright. I say, well, let's go for it. Run, Steeders. Let's run them down. Brunhilda rushes in. Ramash follows quickly. I guess Kyle charges forward. Ramash Scarbearer. How do you know your last name is Scarbearer? I thought they told him. Yeah, def. I have no idea who this scar. Either way, he's got a huge. I got ass a big scar fucking scar all the way around. Now his he's got a lot of scars. Now, that I'm, he bears. now I'm Scarface. All right. <laughs> so TM TM. So y'all are just charging in then? I guess. Let's hope they don't have a ring a ding bell in the city. Yeah. Okay. So you uh, are you come thundering down on your steeders. All Magnificent mm. Seven style. <laughs> Magnificent Seven was very much the people hiding in the town, though. Fantastic Five. Sure, Fantastic Five. Um, so the good, the bad, and the ugly. Initiative, or I mean, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. saying hiding out in a hotel, so, yeah. like the hateful eight. So yeah, as you come riding down, uh, we're gonna have to do some initiative here, El Boyos. El Boyo Locos. How do you say chuckle fox in Spanish? Uh, Hello, chuckle fuckles. Please don't. That was the worst Spanglish I think I've ever heard in my life. What's everybody got here? Mikhail? 21. Okay, Ramash? 7. Josh and me? 19. Brunhilda? 18. Sibo? 13. Okay, so 
First up is, uh, as you guys are riding forward, uh, these three guards notice you take ready positions. Uh, one of them steps forward and is going to cast a fireball at Brunhilde. Roll them bones. So, well, you actually need to make a dexterity saving throw. Can you handle the fireball? No, she gonna get drunk. Can you handle the fiery Fireball. <gasps> that twenty. <laughs> She chugs that whole okay. fireball in one. That'll, uh, that'll feel a little bit worse on the way out. <laughs> okay, so uh, as you ride through this flaming uh, bolt comes... Do I look cool? Do I look cool doing it? Cool-ish. You get... Uh, this fireball comes at you and you sort of ride through it. However, you are still going to take 20 points of damage. Holy shit, Ski! How's that Steeter doing? Uh, he was unaffected, actually. <coughs> he, he was fine. Steeter's doing better than you are. Mikael is going to be up now. What are the enemies in front of me looking like? Like Just the three guards? Just there, three there, are three, there are three drows in front of you. <laughs> One has now been revealed to be a wizard as he launched a firebolt at Brunhilda. <laughs> Uh, the other two are standing with swords drawn. Alright. I am gonna try to draw my great bow. Unsuccessful. I can still use my long bow. I, uh, while I'm riding my skeeter, I'm trying to stand up on the back and trying to draw the bow. I do not succeed at doing so, and so instead I draw my long bow and I fire an arrow at the drow who has just launched this fireball at Brunhilda. Okay. That's a 15. Uh, yeah, it's gonna hit. It's, uh, 7 points of damage. You hit him with this arrow and he stumbles back a little bit, uh, now kind of, uh, taking refuge behind his two companions that have their swords drawn. And, uh, using my extra attack... I shoot another arrow. Uh, okay. That's a 20 against AC, unnatural. Yep, that hits him. For 12 points of damage. Okay. He's looking really, uh, real beat up now. Not looking, not looking great at all. Josh me up. Alright, we're all still, like, a pretty distance away. Uh, I mean, you've been riding this whole time this has been happening. You're pretty close. Um, How close? I'd say you guys are probably within 50 feet now. All right. Uh, is going to take out his javelin and throw it at the wizard. Uh, okay. That's a critical fail. So you mess up your throw, and you actually are going to... Uh, it embeds itself into the ground in front of you, hitting your steeter and throwing you free of the uh, the steeter. And you are going to take... Uh, you're going to take six points of damage as you uh, smack into the ground and slide. Uh, and you are now flat on your back, um, only about 15 feet away from where the enemies are. Ow. How far do these steers have in movement speed? Uh, that's a good question. I'm not seeing movement speed. Let's, um... How about I pull this giant spider and just use that one? Let's go with 60, I guess. That works. Okay, uh, next up is... Brunhilda. 
Well, I'm gonna take a running hit with my uh, with my great. Okay, with just, my warhammer. just to clarify, by running, are you getting off your spear? Oh no, no, we're charging at the. We're charging. Okay. Uh, yeah. Did attack. Excel. <laughs> okay. So yeah, so you're close. Uh, you're definitely close enough to charge it and make an attack at this point. Okay. So that's twelve. Uh yeah, that doesn't hit. Ah, oh, fuck. Okay, well, then I whiff it. So you actually, you're going to ride past the wizard as you whiff with your hammer here. And <laughs> your streeter runs straight into the boss. Uh, Sibo, you're up. Okay, Sibo is going to keep his distance, and he's going to kind of slow down, and still staying mounted, is going to um, take uh, a shot at this wizard. Okay. At 20. Yeah. All right. 15 damage. Okay. This uh, this shot connects with the wizard, and you drop him. He goes down. Nice. Nice. Damn. Ow. Uh, next up is going to be one of the swordsmen here. He is going to turn and uh, attempt to take a swing at Brunhilde. Well, fuck. 22. Are you fucking joking? <laughs> that is... Yeah, that hits. Holy shit. Okay. 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 Yeah, that hits. I'm pissed. It's only going to be three points of damage. Okay. Uh, as he swings and he connects with his sword here, uh, dealing you a little bit of damage. Uh, the second swordsman is up. He is going to, uh, striding forward, uh, is going to make an attack at uh, Ramash. All right. Um, as all of you are have kind of been... Charging forward, you've been... The momentum has carried you, like, into him. So he's actually not going very far at this point. He's probably only walking about five feet forward. Uh, 19 against AC. Yeah, that'll do it. Okay, and he's gonna hit you <coughs> for... Uh, six points of damage. Right, so he bad. slashes at you here. And Ramash, you are up. Cool. Ramash is going to uh, pull out his quarterstaff and, as a bonus action, attempt to remember how to cast Shillelagh. <laughs> Shillelagh? Which is uh, the cantrip that allows him to magically power up his quarterstaff. Okay, go ahead and roll a d20. That's an 18. It works as intended, and Ramash is going to remember another spell. Hell yeah, I'll do that right after I get this done. And he's going for his action, that's his bonus action, for his action he's going to try and strike this guy with the quarterstaff and just hit him. Okay. Ten. That does not hit. Well, at least Shillelagh lasts for a minute. Alright. What does he remember? So go ahead and you can tell me later what you pick. Yeah. Mikhail, you're up. During that turn, how much of the distance have I closed between... Um, all of it. You guys are right on top of them now. Okay. He stabbed their eyes out. Yeah. I guess the the exception being Sibo, who chose to hold who chose to hold back on his turn and uh, you know take his shot. He's back a little ways. The rest of you have continued to charge, and you are now right on top of them. I uh, I draw my rapier and strike directly on the. Is it? Are both of the guards remaining? Correct. One of them damaged, one of them isn't? Neither of them are damaged. Okay. Then I'm just going to make a strike at 
the first one that I can. If okay. there's a right and a left, it's the one on the... That, well, it's going to be... They've separated a little bit. The one uh, that attacked <coughs> Ramash came closer to you, probably. You're probably closer to him, because the other one stepped backwards to go after Brunhilde as she charged past him. So, okay. you're going after the one that just attacked Ramash, then. Right. First attack is a 17. That does not hit. And with extra attack, second attack is a 24. That will hit. Since it's with my rapier, I use Divine Smite. That is going to be 12 radiant damage and 8 piercing. You hit this guy hard, and he staggers back, and uh, he looks very uh, beat up. And you have actually now gone past him as you've continued on in this charge here. Joshimi is up. Well, this is becoming way too common. He's going to hoist himself up. Is this Steeter still around anywhere? Uh, no. His Steeter is actually laying on the ground where it was impaled by the... Oh, it was impaled. By the uh, lance that he threw. See, I thought it was just like... No, you fucked up bad, my dude. (laughs) I thought this was like walked into a garden rake scenario, not like... You embedded it into the ground, and your <laughs> steeder ran into it. It is dead. Yeah. Wow, oh, and poor Butch. Hit, hit, itself, hit itself on the fucking dole end is the worst part. Well, that's fucking garbage. You know, they have exoskeletons, so it just kind of punctured through, and the rest inside is nice and meaty. Butch, you were a very good spider, but now I gotta go kill a fucker. Joshua's gonna quickly, out of scenario, is anybody gonna be, like, within five feet of either of these chuckle fucks when he gets um, to either of them? Probably the the number two, or I'm sorry, the for the first one, the one that attacked Brunhilda is probably, because it's right next to her, but the first Away one he is not. He's gonna draw his long sword and one of his short swords, and he's gonna charge with that one. Uh, he's gonna use a sneak attack with his short sword. He's going to do the long sword first and the short sword second. Okay, you are going for the one that attacked Brunhilde, correct? That is correct. Okay, the other guy is going to take an attack of opportunity because you're sprinting right past him. What the fuck? In standing there going... I told you he was closer. You just wanted one that had people near him. Well, shit, I definitely didn't even catch you saying that. Uh, 15 against AC. Yeah, that would have hit me before I got damaged. Okay. Uh, he does four points of damage to you as you run past. You cannot make your attack. Joshua, while holding the sword, flips that dude off while he carries on, and then he's going to attack now. Nine versus AC? Nope. Yeah. And... No. I already saw what you rolled was a single digit. For, digit, po- so for audio posterity. No. Eight versus AC? No. Fuck. Uh, Brunhilda, you're up. Alright, we're gonna try to uh, attack that guy again. The one that's damaged? Kind of? The one that's damaged or the one that's on you? The one that's on me. Okay, that's not the damaged one. 25? Yep, that is. 15? 15 points of damage? Yep. Uh, yeah, you smack this dude with your hammer and uh, his breastplate gets like kind of cleaved in and Leaves a big dent in it, and he looks not super great after that. Okay, and I charge past him. I'm a cedar. 
So okay, so you're so you're char you're turning and charging past him then, correct? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead and do an animal handling real quick for me. Oh, fuck. Oh, choice. 18. Okay. Yeah, you're able to hit him and continue past. Sibo, you're up. I'm gonna shoot uh, my bow at the guy that hit or nicked Josh me while he was running over to hit the other guy. Okay. 24? Yeah, that's gonna hit him. Okay. 10 damage. Uh, you catch this guy right in the gap in his armor, between his shoulder armor and the edge of his helmet, and, uh, it sinks into the side of his neck, and with a nice splurt of blood, he drops to the ground. Hey, two for two, boys! Well done. The remaining guard is going to turn and try to make an attack on Joshimi, who is now standing right next to him. Thirteen. Don't worry, guys. Fighting this acid monster is a great idea. Yes, that will hit his now thirteen AC. Uh, and he gets hit for six points of damage as this guy is slashing him with his sword. All these flavors you choose to be salty. Ramash, you are up. Ramash is actually going to take his quarterstaff and attempt to knock out the final guard. Okay. Knock him out or kill him? Two-handed. Knock him out, preferably. So there's a non-lethal. Non-lethal with his quarterstaff. Okay, go ahead. That is a unnatural 20. That will hit him, yeah. Five damage. Okay. Go ahead and make a dexterity save for me. Okay. That's a 13. Uh, Because you were trying to do this in an unlethal manner, you swung your staff in a way you normally would not, uh, which did connect with him. However, it exposed uh, you in an unforeseen way, and he grabs the end of your staff and takes it away from you. You are now disarmed. Mikhail, you're up. I uh, descend from my skeeter, and I am going to stab at him with my rapier. Okay, go ahead. First attack is going to be an unnatural 20. That hits. With a divine smite, that is going to be 18 piercing damage. Okay. With uh, unnaturally light footsteps, Mikael descends from his steeder and in three quick strides uh, just glides across the battlefield and delivers his sword directly to the gap underneath this knight's armor between his armpit and uh, the edge of his armor, and he goes down with a gasp. And uh, that's the end of it. Ramash recovers his quarterstaff and would like to uh, search. Are there uh, any arrows that I can recover from the battlefield? Can you recover arrows that you didn't shoot? That's a good question. I know you get to recover half of the arrows. If you didn't you... shoot any, but I, I shot two. Arrow. Yeah, you shot two. Oh, cool, yeah. Did you shoot two? Yeah, yeah I shot okay. two. So you can you cover one arrow then. Okay. Ramash would like to search um, the body of the wizard. Okay. I'm just going to expedite this. Um, none of them really have anything on them of particular value. However, this gate behind you, uh, which is sealed and locked, has a uh, large keyhole directly uh, in the center of it. Does I 
suggest we try it with the key that we found in the corridor. And Sibo, majestically coming, strolling up to the gate on his theater, whips out the key, rides right up to the door, and shoves it in the keyhole. As you uh, fit this key into the lock and turn it, you hear the whirring of mechanisms and this door uh, with a thud uh, swings open. Beyond it, you see a cavern of enormous size. This thing looks to be easily it could fit uh, the castle that you left in the Plains of Doom. Probably even a castle two sizes that. And in fact, it is fitting a castle about two sizes that. You see a massive city. It stretches up for just almost to the point where you can't even see the tops of the buildings uh, in the center of the city. Um, Everywhere is these buildings, and it stretches out as far as you can see. Mikael, do a history check for me. That's an 11. Something about the skyline of this city seems familiar, and as you uh, hearken back to the teachings uh, in your temple long, long ago when you were a, a mere child, you just pluck a single name, a name to go with this skyline, with this dark, foreboding city. This is the ancient drow stronghold of Bloodvarin. What's that, Mikhail? Bloodvarn. Yeah, I, I, I seem to recall the name. Quite a bit, actually. Some a little bit out of here, some a little bit out of there. I can feel it <laughs> in my back, too. You, see, you seem quite anemic there, buddy. I don't know what your fancy words mean, and I don't think you do either. Not really. It just kind of popped in my head. So, it is clear that whatever might be going on down here, this is the source of the evil within. And in fact, um, almost as you all have that realization, you see a dull orange glow begin to grow from somewhere in the center of the city. This might be where to put the teleport thing down. Uh... Yeah, why not? Yeah, it seems like a good idea. You hadn't already done that. Gonna uh, reach I don't in. think he entrusted it to me. I'm also about to pass out. Sibo's going to reach in his bag and grab out the pearl thing that he had. Okay. So were we supposed to, like, crush these? Uh, what was snort it? Snort it. Just snort it. <laughs> Crush it down and snort it. Yes, you were. <laughs> make yeah. out a yes, straw. the instructions don't were to break it. And right. snort it. Everybody, here we go. And uh, as Sibo throws it to the ground and crushes it underneath his heel, suddenly a portal appears uh, right in front of you, and uh, ten seconds pass, nothing. Twenty seconds, nothing. A full minute, still nothing. And as you're just about to give up hope, you think maybe this hasn't worked, suddenly you see two incredibly large pieces of steel 
piece this portal, followed quickly by the massive frame of Michael in his full battle armor. And as he stands before you, he says, So it's time for war.